What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your one true host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. One true host for now, brother. For now. One true host for always. We shall see. We shall. One day there will be a glorious swing on the Patreon page and it will catch everybody off guard, including me. <laughs> All the people who have gotten so used to the the regularly scheduled Ben Carlin style Indeed. Buzzy B. Buzzy B over there. What's popping, everybody? Yeah. It's, it's going to be like, what's popping, everybody? That's that your, that your impression of me? Hey, guys, what's popping? My name is Jonathan Carlin. I like Pokemon. He's mocking and me. And beanbag chairs i don't like beanbag chairs i love beanbag chairs <laughs> beanbag chairs are like the worst <laughs> is, is, have, that a, is that a strong opinion about things that, that don't is matter? a strong opinion we're gonna circle back to beanbag chairs because i don't want to forget our corny joke okay okay that's my one responsibility it's what you as co-host <laughs> as, exactly okay jay what did the policeman say to his belly button what did the police um what i don't know what did the policeman say to his belly button you're under a vest oh under a vest yeah I get yeah it. you get it you get it i get it oh you didn't laugh no, do, as, as i was expecting do policemen wear vests i believe that they wear vests at all times at all times i, I believe so okay maybe i, think, I guess like a bulletproof vest. yes yeah, that kind Perhaps of vest that kind of vest yeah yeah i think so it well, seems to me that the kind of policeman who speaks to his belly button is maybe not the kind who's out in the field in danger wait say that again it seems to me that the kind of police officer who's speaking to his belly button <laughs> is probably also not the same guy you want out there like holding a gun what is the frequency at which you speak to your own belly button i would say never never <laughs> morning belly button <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> okay okay so i have another one because it, uh it was first sent uh from one of the colonels uh palmer okay. so thank you for this uh corny joke but it's also semi-connected to our cop humor oh. uh what what do you call an alligator detective an investigator that's correct Yay! also wearing a vest also wearing a vest. <laughs> That's how in, it was connected. Investigator. Yeah. <laughs> Investigator, man. <laughs> I can't in, believe we had to ask if cops wear vests. I guess I guess it's just common knowledge. If you're if you're a police officer, first of all, thanks for listening on the job. Good for you. Uh, and also let us know what what's your favorite kind of vest. Or do you wear vests? And have you named your belly button? Yes. Also, please <laughs> let us know that. Please let us know that. Uh, so let me circle back here to beanbag chairs. Okay, we're back to beanbags. They're the worst. The worst. Worst. Yeah, no, I don't like... Do you, do you enjoy beanbag chairs? Well, if you recall 
for a period of time while we lived together. We didn't have beanbag chairs. We had those love sacks. This is this is what I was going to talk about. Okay. So when you and I were roommates, we stumbled upon a store called Love Sack. Yes. And you you went typical Ben Carlin fashion. Typical. Went big on the love sacks. I would say I went huge. I would say you <laughs> went huge, which is saying something, because the gimmick of the love sack is that it's already a huge beanbag. It is, like, truly gigantic. Like, yes. it's it's one of those things where if it is in a room that is well-proportioned for it, it's really nice. Yeah. All of the rooms I've ever had them in are not well-proportioned for it. Right. And it took up, like, the whole room. It took up the whole room, and then you got a second one. And then I got a second one. Yeah. And briefly in college, I got a third one. You had three. I had three, I yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. No, okay. I, I got so into it, and I was so excited. So I bought the first one, and it showed up, and I was like, this is the best. Mm. I can't wait to have this experience again. Yeah. Uh, because they come in these, like, like vacuum-sealed, right. gigantic suitcases. Moving them is a problem. It is, yeah. It literally takes... I, do you remember when we moved it from my college apartment to the house that we lived in yeah, together? Yeah, it took up, like, the whole truck bed. Yeah, the whole truck bed. I think we yeah. have a really good picture of you, like, ran and jumped off of, a, like, a cement wall and, like, landed, landed. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Love Sack is a great example of a store you love to visit at the mall because it's so fun to play on them. And it's the kind of item you want your friend to have so you can go and like sit on it and be like, ah. Oh. And it's maybe it's even good if one, you, you correct, you have the appropriately sized room and this is important, you have other available seating. Yeah. 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 That was sort of the problem, wasn't it? Like, that was the problem. We did it in, in exchange for a traditional couch. Right. For. A good while, instead of chairs or couches, we had two love sacks. Two gigantic love sacks. Yes. One of them was sort of like a, 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 I would say almost like sweatshirt material, but like much more durable. Yeah. It kind of like look jersey-ish. Right. And um, the other one was cow fur with yeah. a P-H-U-R. Oh, cow fur. Cow fur. Which, incidentally, I still have the blanket that came with my cow fur package. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite blankets. Oh, okay. It's it's a really cozy blanket. Well, truly. that's good to know. Yeah. Not actual know. cow fur, to be clear. <laughs> Do cows have fur? Cow hair? Cow hair? I don't know. People make rug. No, they don't make rugs out of cow hide. Is that a skunk butt rug? A skunk. <laughs> That's from Zootopia. Nice. nice. Uh, but so anyway, the point is, we owned what has to be the pinnacle, the highest quality beanbag chairs on the market. Agreed. Yo, for yeah, sure. The for quality sure. is truly fantastic. Yeah. I can tell you that whilst it is a fun novelty, it is absolutely not a permanent seating solution. <laughs> it is a tremendous, ironically, pain in the butt for something that is so comfortable on the butt. On the butt. Yeah. Yeah. There there were weird issues, one of which is that they were big enough that to, they were, like, kind of intended for two people to sit on one. Right. Which, very frequently, like, you know, if it was you and Beth sitting on there, it's like, it's, it is large enough for you to both fit on there in a way that, like, makes sense, but inevitably, after, like, watching a movie, yeah. you are, like, squished shoulder to shoulder into right. one another because of the, you know, way that physics and gravity yeah. work. There's no sharing the love sack with someone you're not in a relationship with. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and the other thing about them too is that they were filled with like this memory foam material. So there's this phenomenon where like when you're, like especially if you're at the store, if you go and like plop on one, you are like, there are no more comfortable seats on the entire planet. Sure. But also if you sit on it, 
four again, two hours. All of that has like compressed yeah. to the point where it is like strangely rigid. Yeah. And you would have to fluff the sack. Fluff the sack. Yeah, so we'd fluff the sack yeah. regularly. This I mean, I would say daily was, you know. It it you become a bit of a bit of a, a snack snob. Yeah. If I would say at first you're like, it's such a fun thing that you'll just sort of plop on it. Maybe you fluff the sack once a week sure, or something. Sure. But I think before we got rid of them, I was fluffing it basically before I sat down every time. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And the thing about it too is that I'm pretty sure it weighed about 65 pounds. It was quite a maneuver too because the way you fluff it is you pick it up from the bottom and you have to do some sort of like a... Like a Almost like a deadlift with like a toss at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, like you're picking it up and doing like a full body underhand throw so it flips in the air right. and lands oblong so oh. all the memory foam will squish out in the directions it's not presently right. set at. Yes, exactly. Because exactly. also what you're creating with your love sack every time you sit on it is a really short, unexciting slide, too. Right. That eventually... <laughs> An unexciting slide. Yeah, you're just like, it's the world's slowest slide, and if you keep sitting there, and you're just going to keep inching down and down and down and down and down and down into uh, where at first... Your feet would have been off the floor. Suddenly, they are both on the floor. So, yeah, suddenly, all, all at once. Yeah, so the, it's like falling asleep. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Yeah. The the thing about the or the other thing about the love sacks is that we we had them for a good long while while we lived together, but eventually we were like, okay, we should change this and we should get couches. Yeah. One of which is the couch that is on the Super Carlin Brothers set oh, for our YouTube you're channel. Right. Um, oh, we could not have replaced them with more the opposite comfort level. Wait, say. So, Explain what you mean by that sentiment. I mean, so the sacks, which are comfy at first. Yes. Right. The couch that is on the Super Carlin Brothers set, that black couch, is just not comfortable. It is basically a prop. Like, yeah. I would say that it is, like, almost not even a functioning couch. I would agree. With, that which, you can sit on it is sort of like, well, like... You can sit on it in the way that you can sit on the stairs, you know? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Like, technically, it won't break. Yeah. But will it serve as a, a comfortable or worthwhile seat in any way, shape, or form? No. And we got that couch, if I recall, um, from your coworker who was literally, like, left it on the curb. Yes. And was like, hey, I just put, like, a black leather couch on the curb. If anybody wants it, go grab it. And we were like, okay. Yeah. It was, it was not even that. I felt like he was weirdly impolite about... The transfer it was like he sent out an email to the whole office like hey i'm giving away my couch i'm moving to a new place you know i need to get rid of my couch does anyone want it and i was like yeah and he's like well, when can you come pick it up and it was like i don't know like an hour after work or something and then we couldn't be there until like 15 minutes after that point and he was like well if you're not here i'm just leaving it and it was like okay he was like okay okay <laughs> come on now friend like, like being like a really aggressive about getting rid of this like meeting me to transfer the couch it, it's a, it's a strange thing too because like on the one hand there is this sense of like hey we get like we're getting a free couch like who is generosity's umbrella over in this particular instance like yeah we're getting the free couch we need to cater to him but at the same rate getting rid of furniture is an actual challenge like making mm. things go away is hard it so is on the at the same rate the fact that we happen to have a truck that we could go and use to pick up this couch right like we were sort of doing him a solid right i think he was maybe under our generosity's umbrella i think so of which he stepped outside. He got a little wet. He got a little wet. Got a little oh, wet. Oh, very, very frustrating. Um, so the interestingly though, in, in the same vein of getting rid of large objects, when it came time for me to sell the love sacks on yeah. Craigslist, which I 
in in my my career what is the career what, what would even be the right way to say this in my life i would say that i have been a part-time employee to craigslist sales you're like, like you're like a craigslist hobbyist yeah like i have spent kind of a lot of time doing it mm. and i would say that like i've gotten okay-ish at it yeah like like reasonably okay to to kind of good okay um and when it came to the love sacks it was a really interesting situation because getting rid of these things or making sure the person who was buying it fully understood how big it was hard to do hard to do yeah and so there were a couple of instances where somebody was like hey i really want it will it fit in the back of my nissan maxima and i was like probably not but if you want to try i'm game yeah <laughs> and so i would say on multiple occasions i had like a ready and willing buyer to like purchase it at you know two-thirds of what i bought it for mm -hmm. so you know i got several years of use out of it not a right. not a bad yeah. you know you know in terms of getting your money back yeah, yeah um and there were these moments where literally i'm like outside with this gigantic like if you take the cover off it's just this big khaki blob right which is like kind of unsightly i remember taking like my crank straps and literally trying to crank strap the entire sack into the trunk of this dude's car right and it's got like it was hysterical i mean it looked like the car had like a tumor or something going out Dude, of what a prank because when it arrives, isn't it like vacuum sealed? It is vacuum sealed. It would be such a prank to have a vacuum sealed love sack, put it in the back of a car, like a like a regular sedan, and then and cut it open. Open it, and like that's it. It's not coming out. It's yeah. It's that's in there. Like, like you would have to there. cut it out. You're gonna yeah. have to cut it out. Like oh oh, what a prank it would be, man. Who can we do Someone this to? Someone this. Jordan, our office manager, Jordan. Oh, oh my gosh, that. <laughs> She has like a kind of small car too. She does have like a kind of small car. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Jordan, Boy. don't listen to this part of the episode. Prank coming. Prank coming. Love sack. <laughs> we love sacked your car. Well worth the $600. That's right. No, no, no. This is a great... Well, okay. So I feel like when you buy it, doesn't it come with like the bag so that you can, so that you can re potentially re-shrink it? Okay. So it's actually like, yeah, it's one of those things where um, when it arrived the first time, there are these like flyers and paper and notices and all these things like on every step of the packaging as you're opening it saying to it not tear the plastic bag that it came in. Right. So that if you ever wanted to transport it again, you could literally put the, put the entire sack into this huge like mattress sized uh, uh, plastic bag, mm -hmm. stick a vacuum into it, yeah. suck all the air out of it, and it will turn into this really weird looking, like, shriveled, shriveled gigantic peanut. Right. And mm. at that point in time, it's still big. Yeah. Like, let's let's be real. Like, they, they use, like, industrial vacuums to make it somewhat yeah. reasonable. Um, but it is considerably smaller by by a, a very significant margin. Um, but, when, but when I got mine, I was so excited about it that I, I tore right past all those pieces of paper, right yeah. on through, right ripped on through. the bag open, and then I was like, oh man. Oh. And then I, I actually, for like a while, I tried to track down a really big bag so I could do it again. <laughs> but so many bags, very rightly so, have like holes cut in them specifically so they aren't like a choking hazard if right. like a child you yeah. know fell into it or something yeah um so unfortunately it was hard to find something uh for this particular assignment you know to surprise love sack couldn't send you i i in fact i believe that they have a shrink kit and it came with like a larger bag that you could then put it into but it was expensive it was like mm. 120 bucks or like something they're counting on your excitement ripping that first bag they're exactly like, get them on the way in and on the way out yeah and i was not having it wow. I, there was no way in the world i was going to spend that money to 
to accomplish that particular goal. Um, now we got crank straps. Now, now we got crank straps, which by the way, that guy did not end up taking it because oh. we couldn't get it in there. Mm. And then another guy shows up like two weeks later right. We're in the Lowe's parking lot. Okay. And he is, um, he has told his daughter that he was buying it for her birthday. Oh no. And it was like, all bets are off. We had to make it fit. Me and this guy are like, no joke, like using the, um, like we call them like the oh crap handles, you know, like the the handle that you might hang on to in a Jeep or something. Oh, yeah, so that like yeah, if yeah. you're like going down yes. a bumpy road, you can hang on. Yeah. We're like holding on to that, like standing with our feet pushing the love sack, if you can imagine, with the rest of our body like more on like the roof side of things, just like heaving this thing in there. It finally went in and I to this day I've wondered whether or not he ever got it out of that he car. He just sold it. He just sold the car. <laughs> he just sold it. It's like, like I'm sorry, sweetie. That's it. I, 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 I sort of succeeded and also failed. I, I did get it to you. <laughs> if you can get it out, it's all yours. It's all yours. It's all yours. Enjoy. Wow. So, the, uh, who knew? Who knew using moving a used sack could be such an endeavor? Who knew that me impersonating you intentionally badly would result in... in what? How long... <laughs> Why did you reach for beanbag chairs? <laughs> I don't know. That's not like an know. aspect of me at all. I know. Well, I was trying to find something that was like, you know, maybe a little bit more ridiculous to, yeah. to sort of, so that people start associating you very heavily with beanbag chairs. I had an underlying mission, actually. Oh, here. I see. It's like, now that's going to be your your snowball gift. Like, people are going to be like, man, Jay loves beanbag chairs. They are not going to be like that. So, Do not send me beanbag <laughs> chairs. <laughs> Jay's going to have so many beanbag chairs. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely not. I will go right out on the curb. Right. Will... So this this fake impersonation of you led to a, approximately like a fifteen minute conversation about beanbags. Well, that's how podcasts work, I guess. That was that was a big old gigantic ta- tangent. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, gigantic blobs in your life, bring me up to speed on your cement project. My concrete project. Your concrete, concrete project. Bro, there's a difference. Is there? <laughs> there is a difference. Okay. Cement and concrete. One has gravel. Ah, okay. Well, I'm learning so much already. Did you learn that on the forums? <laughs> Did you post that on the main page? On, on the boards? And they're like, <laughs> please, can you direct this to the right page? They're like, if you check the frequently asked questions page, <laughs> you would see the difference between concrete and cement. No, actually, I was accoladed in a uh, in an email from a colonel out there for correctly using the term concrete instead of cement. That is where I learned. Oh, that. so we made this mistake many times in the last pop. No, we didn't. We, oh. we were correctly using concrete the entire time okay. and somebody reached out to tell me that they were proud of me for doing the right thing oh. um, actually it was it was kind of amazing the number of people who reached out with advice about doing this concrete project the more people in the the PC community wow does that refer to something else already political correctness political correctness or, or pop computers <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah PCs <laughs> the PC community yeah I can't believe I didn't get to PC computers what? <laughs> I, I thought popcorn culture had like a hard stamp what on are you what what does PC stand for in your personal concrete? No, popcorn culture. Oh, 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 oh. Popcorn P. Okay, culture I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, that's the. Okay, is that right? The PCC, right? I guess popcorn's one word. 
anyway, so a whole bunch of people in our little community here did reach out. They had lots of good advice uh, for what I should do. Guys, I went for it. Oh, you, so you did not hire someone? I did not hire someone. Okay. I did not at all. I took everyone else's advice and not yours, which was to <laughs> hire someone. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. No, this was this was such a strange thing for me because like I like sort of in my like peripheral downtime throughout the day or you know in my evenings and stuff when I'm not playing Diablo 2, I've been really dedicating to my concrete research. And so I put together like, you know, like Excel documents outlining like all the materials I would need, how much I would need, right. you know, all of the different like parameters involved. Of course. And it it really was this like daunting thing for me because any single commitment to the idea of doing this project meant that like it was a point of no return. Right. Like one of the things I had to do was order uh, a ton and a half of gravel. Wow. Delivered to my home in order to put as like the base layer for my concrete pad. Okay. And a ton and a half of gravel is obviously very difficult to move and it's going right. to be in the way if I don't use it. Yeah, you just can't have like a 3,000 pound pile of rocks in your <laughs> have, yard. It's like it's like a love sack, but even less comfortable. <laughs> You can't fluff it at all. No, no. We had um, a gravel driveway growing up, and I feel like to this day, I am able to stand barefoot on more uncomfortable surfaces than most people. I would agree with that. Yeah. I actually think that much like we have said throughout the years that running cross country builds an enormous amount of character in high school, like yeah. highly recommend running cross country. I feel like growing up on a gravel driveway builds character. You yeah. Know? It makes you a stronger person. To this day, I do not know why no one ever paved that driveway. Oh, me either. I do not get it. It. It really, I don't think that it would have been that expensive. And it, at the time growing up, to me, it was literally one of these things. Like when I went to a friend's houses, I thought that they were like luxurious if they had, or that they were like, you know, rich ah. if they had a paved driveway. Right. I was like, whoa. Look at this. We could never have Look that. Look at this. Do you know? I think, I think the reason is because it, the driveway at our, our childhood home was a shared driveway between yeah. two houses. Yeah. And so it would involve coordinating payment and i i would bet that the other half of the people required didn't either have the funds or care because they didn't have a car they didn't have a car mama scott yeah our childhood babysitter childhood babysitter where i think we also learned how to be bored oh also true yeah yeah man anyway i've driven the thing is i've driven past that house as an adult yeah still gravel still to this day to this day no one, no has, one bit has the bullet no one has decided to pave that driveway should we put together like a crowdfunding campaign with the pc community <laughs> and and just like randomly have like an asphalt truck show up in this house in rocky mountain virginia oh boy and have them just be like you know be like guys from us to you from us to you all right let's let, let's pave this thing let's, let's pave this thing it's never made sense it's never Although made then sense any new children that live there wouldn't get to build that kind of character that we're talking about which is so vital to eventually becoming youtube sensations but, apparently but think about how much easier it would be to play basketball <laughs> in the driveway. Do you remember... Okay, so uh, that was the big thing. So dad got us a basketball hoop, which was really great, except you can't dribble a basketball on gravel. I, yeah, that's the problem. Do you remember we went out there with shovels and literally and like... brooms and stuff? And yeah. brooms, and we like, we just like scraped it all away until yeah. we had this hard packed dirt. Yeah, that's what we did. That we played on. That we would play basketball on. Yeah, that yep. was the best. That was. That was pretty good. I'm, actually, I never got good at basketball, ever. I would say that basketball is the number one thing that I have dedicated 
dedicated the most amount of hours of my life to without ever getting marginally better in any way. Oh, interesting. Yes. Mm. Like, I'm not sure that there's any other thing that I have spent so much time doing that I have not just become, like, like acceptable at it. Ah. I would not have gotten an A on my OWL for basketball. Interesting. You yeah. would have failed basketball. Uh, what, what comes after A? So there's... Exceeds expectations. No, no, no. That, that comes after it the other way. Oh. <clears throat> what comes after it this way? Poor? Poor. I would have yeah. gotten a P. Yeah. Okay, you'd have gotten a P. I probably wouldn't have gotten a troll. No. No. A little better than that. A little better. You can dribble. I can dribble. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. So, I don't want to brag, but like... There you go. I can make the ball. There you go. Leave my hand, hit the ground, return to my hand. Basketball was like my outlet when we moved as kids, which at the time I was extremely upset about. Yeah. Uh, for a lengthy period of time. And like the only thing that like I would do to like deal with feel, I guess I if I had to say, I would say I was pretty depressed that year, but I don't even think such a such an idea could have like that our parents even would have thought that right. was even like a possibility that it, it does seem like <clears throat> speaking on depression a little bit. It does seem like something that almost took me to adulthood to recognize the, the periods of time in my life that I was actively right. depressed. You, right. But like it was never even like a conclusion <clears throat> that existed in my mind. Right. Uh, um, like, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say that's how it was. My way of dealing with it was that I just played basketball a lot. So I got pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fun. Although, although, still didn't make the team, which I am still salty about. Dude, to this day, I, I'm like, I go back and I'm like, because I think about those tryouts and I'm like, I don't know what happened. Oh, like, I know. You know? No, I'm salty for you. I remember that. Like, th this was like one of those things where you were trying out for the basketball team. And there, there have been many of these moments in my life, but like where you were off doing something like independent. And I like my amount of worry for you was so significant, like where I was always like, I was like, I hope he's okay out there. Like, I was so worried about something happening to you oh. during these moments where you would go and like do things independently from the family. Like, I don't know why. I, I feel like it- <laughs> Like it, trying out for basketball, you mean? Yeah, like trying out oh, for okay. basketball. Like it just seemed like there was so much bravery involved with this idea of like going out and doing something. Mm. And maybe it's because like, I've just like followed in footsteps sure. a lot my whole life. Okay. That the idea of like going off and doing something that is like uncharted territory is mm. like, I don't know. Maybe I can't even comprehend what it would be like to be the oldest child because so many of the things that I do were things that you did prior and then oh, I, I just continue to do them. Well, you know what, Ben? I never laid a pad of concrete. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what? I felt like I was in, I don't even know. I, I, I felt like I was free falling a little bit, you know? Free falling? Like, like it was like there was no backup plan, no parachute. There really isn't though when it sounds like you're dealing with that amount of soon to be hardened material material yeah yeah and and so that was exactly it so that that was my my several like points of no return is like you have to do these things and you have to do them enough in advance so that the materials can get to you mm -hmm. you know so that like you can have everything happen on the saturday Right. Where we can do the plan. Right. Yeah, uh, where I like recruited a friend to help me, yeah. you know, who like was able to help facilitate things and all that. Mm. Um, and throughout this entire day though, yeah, that's that's what happened. So I had the gravel delivered. And it's like once the gravel's there, it's like, well, now we're doing it. So then I go and buy six thousand pounds of concrete. So you're if I'm doing some some math here, you've got about eight and a half tons of uh no. Right, six thousand. That's three, three tons, tons, and you have two and a half tons. You know, like one and five, a half tons. One, so you have four, four and a half tons. Four and a half tons of materials you're dealing with. Yeah, four and a half tons of material, <clears throat> and I have to go and rent a concrete mixer, which I, you know, 
don't know much about doing. Turns sure. out super, it was $45 for the whole weekend. I thought that was a screaming bargain. Wow, you could have made a sidewalk too. I know, I could have, should yeah. have, maybe. <laughs> Except the problem is, is the 6,000 pounds of concrete came in 80 pound bags. Yeah. And I had to move them four times. You know, it's like from the shelf at the store onto the cart at the store, onto from the cart onto the back of my truck from the back of my truck to in front of my house and then from in front of my house into the mixer. Right. And so like picking up an 80 pound bag, I did it, you know, 600 times, never got easier. Yeah, I, like, I don't imagine so. It, like every single time it's like, man, 80 pounds is so heavy. Right. Like unrelentingly heavy. Yeah, um, it's a big kettlebell. It's a big kettlebell. So anyway, like we built our form out of, you know, big two by sixes. We laid all the gravel in there. We figured out like, a mechanism for not using rebar, which was using this like big, these big sheets of like metal grid, yeah. uh, which is so that like if the concrete moves, it's supposed to move as one instead oh. of like cracking, hopefully we'll see. But yeah, all, all of these things, like every single time you pull the trigger, it was just like, well, now we have to go for it. Now we have to go for it. And finally started doing it and then it started pouring rain, right. oh, which gosh. is like the worst thing for this particular project because mm. as concrete is settling, it's like any small like droplet or cat that walks across it or a leaf that fell on it like is now a permanent part right. of the infrastructure of effectively your entire property. Right. Which all of those things happened. Oh, a cat walked across it? Cat walked across it. Oh no. Which I actually did have like a small panic attack about because I did not think about the like the idea of like there are like skunks in our neighborhood, there are cats, um, the potential for even one of my dogs to go out there. Like I was like, what would happen if it was like thick set concrete yeah. and the animal got stuck? I had this like like the panic you- attack the next morning after I knew that the concrete had perfectly settled and nothing happened. But I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that potential right. problem. What like, if I had walked out here and there was a skunk stuck to my concrete? Right. And like, I would feel so bad for the skunk. I would feel so bad for the skunk. Yeah. I bet it would spray you. I bet it would. Yeah. If it had not already If it had sprayed. not already. Yeah. Which, Boy, oh, whew. That's a bad smell. So anyway, we, we, fortunately that, that didn't end up being a problem. Now I have a shiny, slightly irregular surfaced concrete slab in my backyard. Bravo. Yep. And that's only really step one of like 13 on my quest to having my backyard gym. So. Wow. There you go. Well, we'll have to keep up with your like concrete corner or concrete whatever. jungle yeah concrete jungle yeah, yeah. welcome to bed's concrete jungle <laughs> maybe i'll make a sign for it yeah <laughs> like stick it in the ground with like a little picket <laughs> sounds good well we'll have to check back in on your progress for that popcorn culture is sponsored by shopify Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Okay, uh, checking in on progress for you. You've been walking 10,000 steps a day. Mm. How's that going? Uh, not good. Not good? Not good. What happened? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I have twins, and that's what happened. You have twins. <laughs> I have twins. It's yeah. it's interesting how frequently twins is the reason yes, right now. It turns out that having three young children really puts just a lot of obstacles in the way of so many things you might want to do. Do you are are you finding any kind of like thinking about mom and dad who also had three boys? Like, are there any moments where you're looking back and you're like, man, how did they pull that off? I do think about it because our dad worked for the local TV station as like the the news anchor. Right. And so he did like the five and the six and the 11 or whatever. Right. When we were kids. And we lived in like we lived uh, (laughs) further. We lived in Rocky Mountain, like we were saying before, which was, you know, 40 minutes from from the station. Right, yeah. So yeah. we had a bit of a commute. A bit of a commute as well. But what that all adds up to is that typic- on a typical like school day sort of thing that it would just be like mom in the evenings most of the time. Right. Right. So yeah, I do think like, man, if it was just me with like on most days, just me and Luke and Nick and Nate, that would be so much work. 
Like, I don't know how it would happen. Although, it is a, it is a slightly different circumstances because mom and dad never would have had two infant children at the same time. Which right. is what I am presently dealing with. That's true. That's and by true. the time Tyler would have been born, I guess I would have been old enough to either help or entertain myself in a more consistent way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. The golden child, as they called you. Well, just, I mean, I don't yeah. think anyone called me that. I think it was just all the time. It was like, Jonathan, the golden child, <laughs> loves beanbag chairs. <laughs> Can't get him out of them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, as kids, you were the one with the beanbag chair. Did I have a beanbag chair? I'm pretty sure you had some, like, ugly purple one. <laughs> and maybe a soccer ball one in your room. <clears throat> I do kind of uh -huh. remember the purple one, now that yeah. you say it. Strangely, I also remember this one time we went to Walmart, and Mom let us both buy blankets. And they were kind of like these, <laughs> yeah, I like... Know, I know the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> They're like these kind of woven yarn blankets, and you picked a green one, yep. and I picked a purple one. Yeah. Why? I don't know why. What was I thinking? I don't, <laughs> you had that blanket forever. Like, years and years. Who knew? Like, that's, I guess as a child, yeah, when you purchase, when you purchase something like blanket, permanent. Permanent. Pretty like, much, that's part of your identity. Yeah, yeah. One of the most constant things in your life is your betting. I would be, uh, no, for sure. I would be willing to bet uh, that I owned that blanket for no less than 15 years. Mm. Like it's a long time. It was a long, long time. I also remember that evening when, for some reason, yeah, I was like, we were we we were allowed to buy blankets or something. Right? Like, did did mom go into go into the store intending to buy blankets, or was, did or was it? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. I've I thought about know. that on so many different occasions. There was this one time we've talked about. I believe now we've been we we've called them poofs, uh, like the the um, sponges that you use for cleansing yourself, like loofahs. Loofahs. Yeah. yeah we've, we've talked. About. I think some yeah. people call them body mops, which <laughs> that's the worst word. It is the that worst sounds, word. I'm just imagining just the end of a mop, <laughs> right? That instead of using on the floor, oh, it just it does it feels seem like you'd be like rubbing like an octopus on yourself. Yeah, it's like it's the same exact object, but if you call it a body mop, it feels dirtier. That like, it, it it is dirtier. Um, but so there was this one occasion as a kid, and like I was that kid who would go to the store, and I feel like I would ask mom, like, "Can I get a whatever? Yeah, like, can I get a slingshot? <laughs> no." Um, you had a knack for asking for just the wrong thing. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, but all the time, every time I asked, you know, it's like, I think I think that everybody thought growing up that I was asking these questions knowing that the answer was going to be no. Mm -hmm. Mom literally called them. She would say, don't ask no questions. Mm -hmm. Like, you know the answer is going to be no. And I don't think I did. I think that, like, most of the time my mind was, like, three steps ahead, like, what, like knowing what I wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, acquiring the slingshot, for example, was just like a vital step in me being able to get to like the much further along the line goal. Uh -huh. So like to me, if anything, it would have been the much further along the line things that I thought I would have met. I would have been met with opposition on not the acquisition of the essentials <sighs> towards getting to that point. What did you want to do with a slingshot? Okay. So growing up, we were really big into that book, like my side of the mountain. Oh yeah. Um, and Great I book where I, a teenager <clears throat> goes and lives in the wood and tames a falcon. It tames a falcon. He doesn't just live in the woods, Jay. He lives in the woods. Yes. Like he a carves out a out tree. tree. Yeah, and he has this like neat little setup. And I think as a as a kid, there is nothing that I wanted more than to be able to live in a tree <laughs> on my own, go out and hunt um, hunt with my falcon. Um, uh -huh. Maybe get a little bit of like hatchet. Do you remember that book, Hatchet? Oh yeah. Um, I, I wanted I wanted some of those elements. 
elements in there. And so, yeah, no, like in my mind, it's like I'm reading these books. I'm being exposed to these ideas. Like, surely these are things I am allowed to do. Mm. And that was just Didn't like... draw that line. <laughs> Not at all. Not right. at all. It's like, why would you draw lines? That seems like a terrible way to achieve goals. <laughs> like, why, why say no? Um, anyway, all that to say, there was this one day that we were at Walmart, and I remember asking mom, and this was the same thing as the blankets. Like, why did she buy us blankets? They, there was this sponge that was like a sponge that looked like it would have come from the ocean, but it was used as like a body cleanser. Oh, right. Like a really and, rough. Like a really rough. Yeah. But yeah, it looked like a, like like a sea actual, sponge. Like a sea sponge. Mm. Exactly. And I was like, mom, can I get that sponge and she was like yeah sure and i was like what <laughs> no way and i remember being so excited to get to go home and use that sponge use the sponge it ended up being the worst i was gonna say i think i remember that sponge and i don't think it was nice it was not nice it was not nearly as good as a poof yeah a loofah a loofah a, a poofa. that's right do you know this is gonna sound like this is one of those Carlin family words that I don't think that you don't realize doesn't exist outside the family. I think I know exactly. You know where exactly you're going. where I'm going I, with I, this. It's making me. It's I'm like <laughs> my like hands are feeling electric right now because I'm about to be embarrassed. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's not embarrassed. <laughs> I'm dead laughing so much thinking about it. Okay, it's the word for uh, farting. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. I know exactly. Okay, what you're talking about. so I don't know in what way our family arrived at this word, but we would call it. <laughs> You can't even say it, can you? I'm laughing so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, puff? Puff. <laughs> oh, it's so painful. Like, to it's who like, puffed? That's <laughs> the thing. Like, I remember mom being in the car with three boys. And we'd be on these road trips. Like Our, our entire extended family lives in, in New York State. And so we would have these like eight, at nine hour drives. And we would like you know get fast food or whatever. Mm. And we'd be driving down the road. And all of a sudden, the entire minivan would smell <laughs> Horrid. And mom would be like, okay, who poofed? (laughs) But I think about it though, it's still the exact right word. (laughs) It is exactly the word. Oh my god. It is such a better word than fart. It is. It is a better better word than fart. Was this something like, do you remember learning, or was there ever a moment like where you would have said this like in front of Beth and and she would have been like, what is that word? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. I don't know. Oh boy, I'm like snorting laughing. I don't think I, it's one of the, I, I wouldn't have thought it was just a family word, but I'm not sure I used it outside the family either. I think it occurred to me one day because I went, maybe I was trying to use it, but it was like over like AOL or something like on instant messenger. Okay. And it occurred to me that I didn't know how to spell it. And let me ask you, how do you think you spell puff? Ooh, how do you spell it? Like, I know. Like, There's like no P-U-F? way to U-F? That's, that's puff. The, the P-U-F-F would be like like a cheese puff, <laughs> right? Puff, yeah. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I had this problem, and I was like, how do you spell puff? P-U-H-F? And then it was like, and then, <laughs> that sounds right. Puff. Puff. It sounds like a little too much. Puff. <laughs> but I was like, it was one of those, like, I don't know how to spell it, and no matter what combination of, like, P-O-O-F, P-U-F-F, P-U-U-F. It was like, none of these look right. And there is like, in the process of like, should I even, it's like you're embarrassed to look it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> Even yeah. though if you're sitting alone in your room, like, how do you spell <laughs> poof? <laughs> and, and then it was like, this isn't a word sort of thing. It's like, you, you can't find how to spell it because it's not a word. It's just a sound our family made to describe 
farts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, anyway. it's, I, I guess you're right. It's one of those things that we grew up with and it was so ingrained and it just, it always felt so right. It was like, it's like a word that sounds like what it is. It is. It is. What is, is that, uh, um, is that onomatopoeia? Is that what that is? A word that sounds like what it is? Ah, uh, that's. Mm, that sounds. Ish. Ish. Correct. Like if there was a comic book strip that needed to express the character farting, it could say puff. Right. If you knew how to spell it. If you, but no one does. Right. But, but no one does. That's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. It can't be in the dictionary because by definition, it cannot be spelled. It can't be spelled. Uh, it's just, I want to know how people are imagining you spell puff. Or really, if there's any other living person out there who hasn't given up on us by this point. Yeah. Who, who also used this word or like is it possible like that it could be manifested like it's not like a completely wrong word it's possible it could be manifested as well but i would be curious to also know what are words your own family came up with that you only later learned in life that were, were not words were not words yeah 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 okay that's yeah. a per that's a really good question so if you have if you have the answer to that question in any way shape or form be sure to email your responses to popcornculturepod at gmail.com yes uh, oh, i'm we'll, very curious yeah that's hopefully that's it was something more distinguished than farts <laughs> What's more distinguished than that? I don't know. It doesn't. It does. I don't know. It doesn't. Get it was any like better. mom needed a polite way to describe <laughs> puffs. Puffs. <laughs> I always remember. Really, what I can't get out of my head more than anything is the minivan had these these back rear windows that would yeah. both open up like vents. <laughs> yeah. And mom had this like control, and I swear, mom used those rear vents <laughs> on that minivan more than any other living person who has ever driven a Dodge minivan sport. Mm, probably. I mean, it was like I can't believe that it have to be like be replaced at some point in time yeah like she was all about it they were always in use there were other minivans as as a kid that didn't have the electronic opening rear vents you had to like press them open oh that seems like a bad idea you know who would never have done it our little brother tyler <laughs> <laughs> well, weirdly, I've thought about this before. And on road trips, you would think the pecking order, based on our birth order for where people would sit, yeah, would be that you and I would have gotten the captain's chairs in the minivan because you, we're older. You and would Tyler think that. would have gotten crammed in the back. Yes, <laughs> yes. Instead. It's funny you bring it up <laughs> because it has always felt that way. Okay, but it's interesting to me because my impression was that you desired the back okay so i think really what happened here was a strange circumstance okay because when we when we were first kids we had a bench in the middle of the minivan right and so it like was a half like, bench. Oh, like a half bench yeah so the sliding door would open and in front of you was this like half bench where two people could sit mm -hmm. and uh then there was still the third row where i would usually sit and as a young kid i do think that i thought that the back seat was better because then i didn't have to sit directly next to either of you oh right <laughs> which was which i was like okay and i was really small yeah the other thing too so like me going into that back seat like i, I had plenty of room like i could sleep yeah i could usually find a way to like stretch and like lay out mm -hmm. but then mom i think around like 2003 bought like a new minivan that had the the captain chairs right and because i had already defined 
my seat in the van for so many years of my life as that back seat. That's just where I continue to be, despite the fact that I was like 14 at this point. Right. You know, and like on my way to being a six foot tall person. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tyler got the other captain's chair. Meanwhile, Tyler got the other captain's chair. Yeah. And usually Tyler had no regard for leaning back. So like, right. you're, like you know, <laughs> you couldn't lean back. I couldn't because all of the stuff in the car was, was crammed up against the back of my seat because it wasn't on top of you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Tyler could lean back. So that, I think that's really when it became the worst. And the worst, the worst was when we would go for Christmas and we'd have all these boxes that were like wrapped for, you know, gifts for our cousins and grandparents and stuff. Yeah. And I'd be sitting in this lone chair in the way, way back uh, where I couldn't hear anybody talking. <laughs> <laughs> and the speaker was blocked. So we had like a DVD player, yeah. but the speaker was blocked because it was mounted to the left-hand side of the car mm. and all of our luggage was in front of it. Right. So barely any sound would even get back to me. So I'm in this dark corner <laughs> and if like mom, you know, like turn off the road or whatever to, to you know, stop for gas all of the packages would just come sliding on top of me and i would just like you know i'd be like asleep and like wake up and just have like 15 packages like literally oh covering me mm. Mm. it was just it was not it was not my favorite man at all i sat directly behind the driver in both vans and it was great it was yeah i bet it was <laughs> i bet it was all that leg room yeah you know who can't lean back though the driver <laughs> the driver that's yeah 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 so if you were in the right hand captain seat i guess the passenger in the front could lean back if they wanted to like watch the movie or whatever so maybe that's really what it was yeah. tyler was leaning back because mom or dad was leaning back which meant that i was just buckled in yeah well there you go that's what you get for choosing the back seat i didn't choose it it chose me bad. I like the back. <laughs> at least i don't like beanbag chairs <laughs> I feel like we've talked about so many different means of uncomfortable sitting in this particular episode. People are going to be like, like in their chairs listening, being like, man, I'm kind of uncomfortable right now. <laughs> oh no. I've laughed really hard during this episode. That's good. That's good. Hopefully everybody else is at home. Actually, this has been really, I think an interesting evolution of this particular podcast. And, and I, I don't know if this is actually a category, but I, I'm, I, I think it's maybe where I would advertise like if people wanted to tell their friends to listen to this podcast, mm. like I've wondered before, like what would they say? Because we don't come on here and like uncover some type of, you know, really interesting mystery about oh. something that exists in the world. You know, it's not like, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. Like they explain why telemarketing works and it's really interesting, you know, like, oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not like Freakonomics over here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're not cereal. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're definitely not cereal. But so the, the cat category that I think that this podcast has evolved into from what I thought it would be, which would be like talking more about like our, our theories and fan theories and stuff mm -hmm. like that for the Super Carly Mothers YouTube channel is a is called easy listening ah. and i feel like i feel like that's what we've evolved into we've, we've become like the people that it's it's like they're here with us you know and they're they're just talking like, to the little kernels talking to the little kernels you know they're just yeah. they're sitting here at this ikea table with us yep and it's it's like we're just having a good a good quality chat well, i hope you're all enjoying the chat the chat yeah actually what i would really like to do uh is you know how Dear Hank and John always have that like something is burning because oh, they imagine oh my God, everybody it's like, yeah. yeah like they imagine that everybody listens to the podcast 
while they're cooking right and so occasionally like they want to like you know remind a, remind people mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we need we need something like that right we got like what what are we distracting people from that they need to go check on right right so maybe mm-hmm. that's really a question we post we'll do some market research to determine right so when do you listen to the pop i Ooh. I feel like driving. I feel like, well, I don't listen back to our own. Co- I, I will occasionally end up listening to our own podcast back because Beth listens to it. Oh, weird. Yes. Yes. You'd think she got enough of me already. But, but no. But she no. opts to listen she to your voice. opts for more. Hi, babe. How you doing? Uh... <laughs> It's it. Which does Alice listen to the pop? She, I think, in the beginning, she did as like a, um, a as a I'm going to be supportive of his new project mm. type of thing, right? Um, and then I think three episodes in, it was kind of like, ah, I'm I, behind. I'm I get behind. it. I could never catch up at this point. It's like, no, there's no rolling story. You don't need to have read <laughs> all of them. <laughs> don't and, worry. And she's like, still. <laughs> Still, <laughs> no. Uh, Beth and I were talking about the the pop, and she said what's surprising to her is one how often she's like. I think maybe I reveal things that she didn't know about me before, or oh, weird. like new stories or things. And then often how whenever we're on like two sides of an argument, how often she will like agree on your side of things, and I'm like, oh, yes, oh, ouch, yes, unacceptable, acceptable, outstanding. Beth, we totally got this. <laughs> I think you guys Can you are... believe him in that beanbag chair obsession? I mean, really. <laughs> You're the one who owned beanbag chairs. Uh, Three uh, men. The amount of beanbag chairs you owned couldn't fit in the room we're sitting in. Uh, <laughs> and one of them was purple. And one of them... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Goodness me. We actually do have a beanbag chair upstairs in our office. The, our Snorlax-shaped beanbag chair. We do have a Snorlax-shaped beanbag mm-hmm. chair. That's a good point. We had it for our give-a-thon one year. Yeah. <clears throat> but never sit in it. No, nope. never. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Okay, so last last quick topic here, because I, I've sort of been having this... I, I feel like it's strange. Like, I feel like my, my mind is, like, resisting the conclusion that I, like, keep coming to. Um, And it is that, like, I'm slowly acclimating to like the quarantined life okay like which is to say that like i think do you remember in survivor i think once upon a time they had this phrase the devil i know like i prefer the devil i know versus the unknown basically like like i know this is a known adversary and i'm okay with that because i'm familiar with the workings of it right which is better than introducing a new villain with unknown variables right and so I feel like there's there's kind of been this like strange phenomenon happening for me where as time has gone on, I've like established a new routine at home and I feel like I've kind of gotten used to like working from home and like what it looks like. And I've like really for the first time, like set up a proper office that like I'm using effectively and consistently right. and yeah. I'm like, I'm comfortable in the space. I have a window right in front of me. Like everything about it is is slowly starting to feel like like I'm resisting the idea of that norm right, like, going away all of a sudden. Oh. And oh. where where like at first I was like, man, I do not want to be at home by myself all day, every day, and not be around like, you know, the people that I like working with and being able to exchange ideas. And I was like, I was really dreading this phenomenon of just being home alone every day. But now I feel like I've slowly gotten used to it and it's like, hmm, this kind of works. <laughs> Excuse me. Have you had that? I mean, I guess like you're so full tilt right now with having twins at home that you're probably not experiencing the same kind of like um, maybe potential downtime in this that maybe I I am. Yeah, not entirely. 
at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's it's been a very weird transition from me, or for me, from pre-quarantine life to quarantine life because it started almost simultaneously with the twins arriving home. Right. So there was, there was like a one week or so period, I think, where we had decided to stop coming into the office full time and both the twins were still in the NICU and like Beth was just at home and could watch Luke. Right. So we had like what like one week or so of that. And so I had I had like a very brief taste of what it, what that normal might have looked like. Right. And I will say that I, I felt like I was really productive in those times. But for me, I don't know how different it would be anyway. <laughs> At the, like, I guess if I was, it'd be weird to think, I don't know, because we had initially planned for me to be off for about three weeks anyway. Right. Like you, you sort of so, had like paternity leave on the horizon, which is so weird to think about now yeah. even. Like Seamus was here. Like we had this whole, yeah, yeah our friend Seamus Gorman was going to like come and help step in for the YouTube channel while you were uh, going to be out. And then instead, everyone was just out. Yeah, and then yeah, and then and then everyone was just out. So it was very weird because it was it was supposed to be this like okay, this transitionary period where you know me and Beth were just at home alone and adjusting to having three kids all of a sudden and that would last for you know about three weeks and then I would sort of return to full-time work and her mom was gonna you know she'd put up a bunch of leave and stuff and so she could sort of take over we were gonna you know it was gonna be like a nice gradual thing and then it was just nope everyone's off everyone's off and now it's like I don't even like I can't even imagine what our home life would look like if I was still having to come into the office all day for like a regular work day right sure i don't know i can't it's like it's hard to know what that would look like because i've never had since since all three kids have been home we haven't had full-time hours right you know and it's just like man i don't it's it's weird to think about and yeah so i i don't know it's i don't think i'm having this problem as much as other people which i think a lot of people are starting to have that sort of conclusion you are that like they're maybe like settling into this normalcy or resisting it becoming a normal thing or something like that there's this sense of and I don't, I don't like all elements of it. I mean, I do miss sure. my friends and it is like hard not being able to go and like see the twins. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've only seen them once since they've been alive. I know. And which is like unbelievable to I me. I know. They're, they're um, uh, two months now. Right. So the, there's like, there's, there's tons of things about it. But, and I think what it comes down to is this, this part of my brain that like can't quite register if it is okay, liking something about the circumstances because the circumstances are otherwise kind of like you know introduced to us for dire reasons ah you're 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 having like a like a tony stark problem here to explain that well so after in an end game five years after the snap tony has you know a daughter and a life that he likes and he's retired from iron manning yes yes that is exactly what it's like they're like we figured out how to fix it and he's like i kind of i kind of have a good thing going here right 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 yeah so maybe that's the kind of conundrum that you're faced with um and and it's interesting and i think the other big portion of it we we may have talked about this a little bit but ali and i talk about it a lot is this sense that like maybe the rat race that you don't ever realize you're participating in has been kind of like put on pause yeah a little bit where it's like you it's almost like there is like, like a general understood reason why you wouldn't be making like massive progress to the tune of the idea of like you know how are you doing at life and the major Mm -hmm. accomplishments and milestones you're supposed to be hitting and being interesting and being active and Mm -hmm. going fun places and seeing all the people you're supposed to see like like the amount of pressure that i feel like 
has almost felt like it has been like relieved right. by not feeling like all of those things have to be done on like a regular basis. Um, I, I, maybe the, that's the exact word. Like it has provided like some relief yeah. for like the amount that my brain is typically spinning on all of those things at once. Right. So that that I think is going to be the interesting like fallout post quarantine whenever that is but it definitely will happen um is that yeah everyone collectively has sort of had this time to realize like to like slow down and like reassess everything there's been a lot of like time for reflection yeah, yeah a lot of time for reflection and stuff and it'll be very i'm very curious to see like what things from before don't return like yeah. you realize like all the stuff you maybe were doing that now that you kept doing but now that you've been forced to stop you realize that's okay. Right. You know, like you've been forced to stop a lot of stuff and a lot of people have found that they have been able to walk through that tunnel and come out and be like, oh, even without whatever this thing is, I'm still fine. This is still okay. I can, maybe it's even better. Right. So it's like, there's a lot of, you're right. There's a lot of pressure removed from a lot of situations that I don't think the pressure will come hammering down on everything again once everyone kind of returns the normal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that's been, that has been one of the things that, uh, I wouldn't even say I would, that, that I'm like, that I'm struggling with it, but I, I think I have a hard time articulating it. Yeah. Like is, is this phenomenon of like, you know, there, there are elements that are, you know, that I, that I know that I miss. And maybe the reason that it's not paining me more is because I'm certain they will return, mm. you know, like the opportunities to, you know, see my friends or go on vacation or, right. you know, all of the, all of that. But no, it's interesting. It's very interesting. So that, that might be my, my last and final question is, is, is there anybody who feels like they've adapted? Okay to the circumstances in a way that like is reasonably comfortable i guess right also have you opened tiktok <laughs> no you haven't still haven't opened it goodness me it is a real treat yeah i still feel like we should just we should start up me you and our younger brother tyler just start up a, a, a platform what, what i almost love about it is that it almost feels like a social media platform that like is done with the intention of being fun and not monetized ah um so it would, be, it would be like we just do it. It's just it's just goof. It's just it's just three brothers try to do all the all the TikToks, all the dances, uh, everything. There's all the everything. There's plenty of things. There's plenty of things. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the actually the uh, who is the sister John Ralphio's sister in uh, Parks and Rec? Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa is that yeah. her name? Is Mona Lisa? What well, is her that's name? her name in uh, in the show. Right. She's the voice of like Marcel the Shell. Yeah. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Marcel the Shell with there's, shoes on. There's a clip. I don't even know if it's from Parks and Rec, but it, it is like Ali and I both have it stuck in our head right now. This is this is what I'm gonna end on is this one particular tiktok like voiceover that people use and it's just mona lisa saying don't be suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious and it's like it's so funny like the different ways that people apply this particular soundbite yeah to the tiktok world beth and has a thousand ideas for tiktok she's like oh we should do this oh we should do that. and i'm like those are all yeah, those, those sound pretty good yeah we should do those we should do that, that i don't even know how to that's this is the, my problem with the quarantine is that like i feel like i have so many ideas for stuff I want to do and that I just am unable to act on because every waking moment is spent taking care of the children. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's frustrating. Even, even things that wouldn't require lots of effort. I keep, this is the most, I keep seeing trailers and advertisements for the recent recently released Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. And Ben, like all I've wanted for like, 
for like a decade. I was like, I can't wait for them to remake this game so I can like finally play it because I never had like the hardware to play it before. Sure. And it's like, they finally do it. And I don't need, like, it's just like, even to casually play through it feels impossible. Oh, you know? because, because like, it would be wrong to be dedicating 40 hours to playing Final Fantasy. Right. It's when? like, or not even, not even wrong. She's like, when? 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 Ah. Parenthood. When am I gonna have how? Like it's just... Well you could cut cut out some of your beanbag lounging time. Ben, you think I have beanbag lounging time? Well well, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to assume what what remained as priorities. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you for sure that outside of the Snorlax in our office, I do not own a beanbag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what they all say. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Pop. If you would like to tune into the after the final Pop, which is just an extra ten minutes of Jay and I talking, that is available over on our Patreon, where you can go to Patreon.com/popcornculture. We have three tiers. All of them have the exact same rewards. There's just really you voting. Either Team Jazzy J to be host, Team Buzzy B to be host, or Team No Host. What? I hope that never happens. What? If you guys vote for that, I'm literally going to play the opening jingle, and then it's just going to be silence for 15 seconds. <laughs> and you have done it to yourselves. So There you go. Anyway, but if you want to check that out, uh, we certainly appreciate it. Otherwise, guys, until next time. Poof, poof. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.